0: Drinks ready. There's no way for us to to touch. That's okay. I think just take a sip and just go
1: with the... Salud me familia. So I'm kind of worried. You know why? Because you like that? Because I like it. I have all the ingredients for it. But I also don't really taste anything. Wait, no. There it is. Breathe (laughs) out. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So this is a strong drink. Mm -hmm. I can... uh, because
0: I don't drink gin a lot, mm-hmm. I can taste the gin. Mm-hmm. And it's also the thing that is
1: most in this drink. <laughs> well, it's anyway. But <clears throat> that was really tasty. My mm-hmm. mind is blown. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations in Cinema. My name is David, and I'm joined by my good buddy Josh. That's me. And you're all here. Listening just. in as we do something that's never been done before, talk about movies on a podcast. This week, we are wrapping up our James Bond series. mm mm-hmm. um, Just as, spoilers, Daniel Craig also wrapped up his Bond series. Yes. Um, with No Time to Die. hmm Released this year. <laughs> Supposed to be released two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, spent so much money on marketing for this movie originally mm-hmm. that uh, they could not uh, literally could not afford to delay it any longer because then they would start to no matter how much money they made at the box office, they would lose money on the movie. Yeah, because whenever you're whenever you think about uh, advertising for normal movies, it's like okay, ad spots, TV, mm-hmm. uh, uh, trailers or whatever. Yeah. But for Bond, it's so integral to the franchise to have sponsorships with alcohol Mm -hmm. with watches with clothing with car companies so you spend all that money and then nothing happens for a year and a half Mm -hmm. but god damn it it happened and i love this movie
0: well and to the note about advertising james bond is a movie that is marketed worldwide it's not like a movie that Mm -hmm. is made for here
1: or for just england right
0: like it is a worldwide movie yeah yeah
1: um before we get started, mm-hmm. what are we drinking? This is the classiest we'll ever be.
0: Mm-hmm. And and yet we're still
1: so far from it.
0: I know. Uh, but we are drinking a Vesper mm-hmm. that you have mixed together.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's Bond's uh, famous fictional cocktail of choice. Mm-hmm. It is a Vesper martini. Mm-hmm. We got uh, two ounces. No, three ounces, I'm sorry. Three ounces of gin. Did I put three o- two ounces in mine? Or no, I put three ounces. <laughs> I was like, did I make mine less strong than yours? Um, it's, it's
0: been a minute since you've been a bartender, so it's fine. okay.
1: That's fine. Uh, three ounces of gin. I have my London Dry. Uh, three ounces of that. Got an ounce of vodka. Um, Rayek vodka from Iceland is what I got. Mm. Um, and then a, a half ounce of uh, Lillet Blanc. It's like a wine whatever Mm -hmm. and it's obviously shaken not stirred obviously um kind of put it all into a a tumbler not tumbler but a a shaker Mm -hmm. ice it shake it up Mm -hmm. and then strain it out into a chilled martini glass Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have a lemon wheel not like a like a lemon peel garnish Mm -hmm. Um, however when i got back from the store i forgot to get a lemon Mm -hmm. because i'm a trash person. Because
0: <laughs> big old dumb lemon head. Yeah. Well, and I mean, honestly, it's on brand because the last cocktail that we mm. we had. Yeah, the Gimlet. The Gimlet was also supposed to have a garnish. Mm. And, you know, garnishes are unnecessary to certain things. I can see how having just like a little spritz of lemon on, on this would mm-hmm. be like a nice. Bit of, bit of citrus. Yeah, it would be a nice little aromatic note mm-hmm. to it. That's how professionals talk about things,
1: <gasps> drink-related. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it?
0: I, I actually dig it. Yeah. Um, it's super smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only had one martini before this in my life, and oh. I did
1: not like it. Really? So maybe Because martinis can get pretty dang powerful, mm-hmm. um, but this is silky smooth. I, I now understand why Bond could just down these things, mm-hmm. uh, but also obviously an alcoholic. And I don't think that was ever addressed, his unhealthy addiction to alcohol.
0: I mean, there's certain Bond characteristic traits that are just a given. Mm, and sure. uh, being able to just pound alcohol mm-hmm. and have it not impair him whatsoever yeah. is definitely one of those. Maybe
1: it wasn't actually sadness behind Craig's Bond's eyes. It was just perpetual stupor of drunkenness.
0: Yeah, he was just pickled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, There's there's plenty of times that we see in this movie alone mm-hmm. where he just gulps like two fingers of whiskey
1: and doesn't make oh, a face. that bar scene in Cuba, mm-hmm. in Havana. Oh, Cuba. With Ana de Armas, mm-hmm. the love of my life. God dang. She's so good in this movie. She so is. So fucking good. Everybody is great. Uh, all right, let's get into it. What, okay. What did you think about No Time to Die?
0: Um... I was I was very surprised. Okay, so let's just say it right here. Yeah. Spoilers. There's there's no way yeah. to talk about this movie and not do spoilers, which is very interesting because to me this is the first James Bond movie that I feel like you have to say spoilers. Sure. Because No, actually, yeah. Because the rest of them, I mean, Bond is very formulaic in how it works. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could say in Skyfall spoilers M dies, right? Yeah.
0: But um so I was very caught off guard by the fact that Bond dies in this. Yeah.
1: But the way he goes out is very I I felt very satisfied by it. Mhm. And it just it it beautifully completed his arc in a very Craig Bond kind of way yeah. because it's it's so bittersweet.
0: Mhm. The only thing that can kill him is 60 missiles.
1: <laughs> And I love that at the end, we they actually showed us a, the brief instant of impact of the missiles. Because otherwise, it could be open-ended. We never saw him die. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was such a beautiful way to end his character's arc. Because mm-hmm. uh, he gets... We'll get there through the plot eventually. But yeah, he gets poisoned with uh, the worst thing imaginable for him. Because his whole arc has been wanting to find love finding a purpose to live outside of missions outside of the life of a spy i
0: don't know if he's been trying to find it i think he's been denying himself denying himself it yeah
1: um and the moment that he does and he realizes he had like you know dr swan uh still loves him and, and mm-hmm. he had they have a daughter together that a he beautiful baby a bebe with the blue eyes mm-hmm. um and he he's he he realizes now that he has a future. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And then with the poison, if he ever goes near them ever again, they will die a horrible death because mm -hmm. of the nature of, you know, the, the, whatever the poison, the virus, the COVID, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Unfortunate timing for that plot. Well, so uh.
0: this is what's really interesting. So Bond movies are usually about two steps ahead, ahead yeah, of world events and things that are going on, even technology-wise, mm. to where uh, the mostly terrible Pierce Brosnan movie, where it was talking about uh, um, media conglomerates and I can't think. God dang it! What is that mm. one called? Um, but like. It's very much ahead. They're usually ahead. So had this movie come out when it was supposed to, Mm -hmm. it would actually be ahead of its time. But because it was delayed because of COVID and now there's an element in this movie that basically kind of seems like a COVID thing. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's two steps behind. Yeah. So it would be interesting to have seen this. Not in a post-COVID world. Sure, sure. Um, I think it would have played a little differently. Not mm-hmm. that it, it was terrible. Yeah.
1: No, I didn't mind it at all.
0: Mm-mm. But, like, the fact that the whole thing is, like, he can't be around his family, and that's mm-hmm. basically what everybody in the world has gone through, it kind of... I think lessens the blow a little bit
1: because it's almost too relatable and you're not supposed yeah, because, to really be able to relate to bond necessarily well in that way. just
0: the simple fact that like we all just did that for a year mm-hmm. and you're so then you're like I could see how somebody would be like that's like you know just zoom them just <laughs> you know see them from outside a window I suppose. like you don't but have there's to al- die
1: there was, there was also I mean I think he was intending to escape anyway but by the time that he had gotten in the fight with with uh you know uh, uh freddie mercury mm-hmm. uh he gotten scratched and then the missile silo doors had closed i mean there was i mean the, that was it like he had to do that so it wasn't necessarily like him making the sacrifice of i, w- I am choosing to die because i cannot be around my family it was more of a the it, it was icing on the cake of pain if you know what i mean yeah in in a way i think that it almost made it okay he it it, it it let him be at peace a bit more i think with it because he says well he was like well even if somehow i live i can't be with my family so i'm okay dying because i am protecting the world but also protecting my family mm-hmm. um and throughout all these films he has been he has had his armor up he has kept people at people at arm's length mm-hmm. um not trusted anybody as we see at the beginning of the film that like it, it really like he has like PTSD from that kind of mentality. Right. Um, well, so yeah,
0: let's, let's circle back around. Yes. We'll and let's, back. let's just try back and to the beginning. dive into this movie in some semblance of an order. All right. So open with them doing their little love tour, Mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah.
1: Very rem- reminiscent of the end of Casino.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so like seeing him play at like a happy bond and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. was very heartwarming. Like it was very nice to yeah. kind of see, to see that perspective. Um, and then he goes to visit the, the grave of Vesper,
1: which I love, I love like, you know, trying to get closer on that, tying it together mm-hmm. shows how in tune Dr. Swan is with, yeah. with bond and, she even says, you know, have you need to forgive her so that we can yeah, so th- so that we can actually live our life. Mm-hmm. And it's out of, not out of like a jealous like you need to put that bitch to rest. It's it, it's out of the kindness of her heart and then who? Mhm. Um sorry, that literally backfires. Uh we both I think forgot how this movie
0: started, which was a mini horror episode oh yeah because
1: it starts with a flashback yeah, to yeah, yeah. swan's childhood dude i jumped i sure you saw me jump <laughs> i was like fuck what is it with windows and just people appearing in windows can people just you know <laughs> chill out on that
0: mm-hmm. with the the child or the doll
1: mask mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. super cool visually mm-hmm. uh, yeah all of it was good and, it, and it, it's the flashback of uh madeline the story that madeline told in Spectre, mm-hmm. when a stranger came to the house, and she she knew where the gun was, and she fought him off. But yeah, it's a little bit you know changed now, like in this one. Yeah, if, you know. But she I mean, fully I thought escape, escape. Yeah,
0: I thought that. I thought it played really well, and it it was a nice, like tense, like it. I thought it it did a good job. Yeah. as a flashback.
1: Yeah. Uh, how old is Rami Malek's character supposed to be in this? That is, um hard to say because he looked to be the same age in the flashback which was like 20 years ago
0: and i think that that's i think that it's this uh suspending disbelief kind of deal Mm -hmm. because you never see his face
1: yeah so he could be like a 15 year old kid yeah even though his voice is like you know deep yeah well i guess 15 year old kids well whatever
0: but his parents were killed by Mister White, by Specter, yeah, by Specter. Whenever he was prob- judging from the photos that we saw, like he's maybe ten, twelve, yeah.
1: Which I kind of dig that that concept of that they were a supervillain family mm-hmm. on this castle on an island that they were like it was like Poison Island, yeah. Essentially, like they were kind of the poison factory for Specter, mm-hmm. and then, which is know, a evil people do evil things, and they. Killed them all,
0: which is an interesting little tie-in. So in the books, uh, Bond actually kills Blofeld mm. on his island mm. in his poison garden.
1: Oh, so that which a matching
0: here. Which there's a part where uh, um, Saffet, mm-hmm. I think, is his character's name, uh, Freddie Mercury, um, is showing. This is later in the movie, like in the third act, um, is showing them around the island and he's like, Here's my I think he even calls it a poison garden. So that yeah. is very much yeah. a call to like the James Bond novels. Um but James Bond uh Safin. Safin, Safin, is Safin. His name. Um in the books, James Bond kills Blofeld and Blofeld's lover, who is a character in the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen her in Craig's. Um but he chokes him to death. Oh wow! In the poison garden. Hmm. So that was a nice little, I guess, Easter egg or nod to the to the deal. Yeah. Um, but
1: no, I think that that was a great way to set up the tone, mm-hmm. also to remind you, like, hey, Madeline is she has she issues. is a she she has a past. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that she is like one of the protagonists, mm-hmm. like an actual central figure. And dude. When they are driving around in the Aston Martin on the vacation, I just I looked over to you. I was like, I fucking hate you for telling me, it's can that so, she dies? Yeah. in the car, and they're talking about like, oh, we have all the time in the world. Uh huh.
0: So whenever it was that line, we have all the time in the world. I'm pretty sure is the line that and. Uh, in Her Majesty's Secret Service, that's what Bond says to her uh-huh. after she's been murdered. Uh-huh. And he's like, we are, we're in no rush. We yeah. have all the time in the world Dude, uh, as he cradles her dead body. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I was projecting this, but I could but I could sense that you and I both were just like, like no, our the, our, the our entire time,
0: clenched. The entire time it was going, I was just like, here it comes. Here it comes. Here, here it comes. comes. And it here never, comes. It never here comes.
1: Here it comes. Uh, but once he visits Vesper's grave and it explodes, mm-hmm. and uh, I... I think that the actionist movie is probably the best out of the whole series for me. Hmm. They still have the the, they still had the problem. I kind of chuckled to myself of the CGI mask on when he's riding a motorcycle. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess maybe Craig just can't ride a motorcycle. I don't know.
0: They probably just don't let him. Um. I really my favorite action sequence in this movie is this opening one. Mm -hmm. I think it is so good. It's mm
1: -hmm. it might be my favorite preamble.
0: Yeah. Well, and a fun factoid that yeah. I learned from the internet, so it's a thousand percent true. But mm-hmm. apparently, the production crew, uh, because the roads there are all just cobblestones, is that they spent like seventy or eighty grand on Coca Cola and spilt it all over the ground, mm-hmm. so that whenever it would uh, evaporate, it would leave it sticky. So then, all the tires of the cars driving through could actually wow. get traction. This I don't action know.
1: sequence brought
0: to you by Coca Cola. I don't know if that is true. I want it to be true. I mean, that's that is because but, that, but that makes, is such an
1: amazing like behind the scenes film set improv mm-hmm. solution.
0: Yeah, we need the roads to be sticky. Yeah, oh, we'll just pour Coke on it because then we can just wash it off yeah. after we're done. Yeah, but the the whole motorcycle chase, mm-hmm. um, I loved. I loved this whole action sequence. Also, the,
1: like the effect of whenever the the grave explodes um a lot of the beginning the, a lot of the early part of the action sequence is almost silent because he gets his eardrums blown out and he's kind of mm-hmm. got the that shell shock going on and he he was so clean and pristine and then he just gets he's like oh i'm in shit mode now yep. <laughs> like he just looks he looks awful
0: yeah here we go again
1: yeah and you can see it in his face like fuck mm-hmm. not again and especially when um because he he his mind immediately goes to she betrayed me yeah it she. happened it happened all over mm-hmm. again, which I mean you very can easily understand because yeah. that's what
0: happened to him with Vesper basically it's it's yeah. almost identical yeah. yeah to to so like his opening scene to where they do the whole running away and all that and he puts her on a train and he's like you're never gonna see me again dude
1: I need want I want to watch this movie again because mm-hmm. that was also probably my favorite transition because it was so retro yeah where it, it, I, uh, you know everybody loves a good goodbye on a train sequence you know <laughs> but she's um after the whole action sequence before that before that sorry man this martini is good yeah. i'm i'm well lubricated my yeah. <laughs> already it's like three sips in um uh he goes and gets her out of the hotel they get in the Aston Martin they're being pursued and then they get surrounded, right? By also the, the henchman in this is awesome Cyclops.
0: Yeah, super
1: cool. He just has a robot eye.
0: Yeah, I really actually I I dug that. Yeah, and I he wasn't it was,
1: in, he wasn't in it too much. He his character has some
0: some interesting aspects to it that we can talk about in a little bit. But sure. I did like to where it was a I felt like a good balance between like a typical James Bond henchman with something new to it. It was like the next gen yeah
1: version almost. We can yeah we can. Actually do a whole villain section. Um but that moment in the car when they're surrounded and they're just shooting the car and it's obviously bulletproof, so they're not gonna get through, but then Cyclops walks up with that high powered fucking caliber rifle mm-hmm. and is just standing point blank in the window, boom, boom. Yeah, boom. and and, and Bond is just he 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 is in like quantum solace mode. Mm-hmm. Bond mode. Where he's just dead inside, no emotion um and madeline is screaming and i'm like what are you doing we have to get out please help and he gives her a look and he is trying to break her he's trying to get to the point where she gives up she's like okay everybody stand down mm-hmm. right um and it's just that i don't know i i love that this bond is so fucked up and has been so burned oh yeah um that he, it's so tragic that he cannot bring himself to trust the woman who actually loves him and actually cares for him Mm -hmm. um, and then sets her on the train. And regardless of whether or not that was true or not, you know, even if she did not betray him, uh, it's not safe for her, her to be around him anymore. Yeah. Well, and it's not safe for him. Exactly. It's another self-defense mechanism. Like I'm going to shut everybody else out Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go, to Jamaica.
0: Yeah. So he basically does what happens whenever he gets shot off the train by a mini penny. He goes to a beach. Yeah. He basically just disappears. Yeah.
1: Um, but that train goodbye. And she he says, you'll never see me again. She's like, no, please. And that's so beautifully acted. All the acting in this is amazing, mm-hmm. but she's running down the aisle. and the train is moving away just to keep eye contact with him as he's standing there. And then she loses sight and he's not there anymore. And then, the like the the graphics come on one at a time mm-hmm. and it like shifts in perspective into the opening credits which is sung by billy eilish um which i think ladies should just sing bond f- uh, themes from now on because i don't know i think it's just uh, uh for better. the most part i think that they typically have yeah just don't do whatever quantum solace did yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no alicia keys and jack white please yeah um what do you think wh- about the opening sequence we've talked about all of them yeah
0: um I liked it. I'm honestly having a hard time remembering I know, me too.
1: But I th- I remember, <laughs> I, I, remember I, I remember liking it. I remember liking it a lot. It, it did the same thing as kind of but as also Casino like, Royale did and it kind of showed the whole plot in a way. Mm-hmm. Or at least touchstones. Yeah. Uh it I would say that Spectre still might be my favorite visually yeah song Not is for sky- daniel craig songs yeah. skyfall uh but this seemed like to be a nice culmination mm-hmm. of no it really does of all of it uh and then it's fucking uh they pull an uh avengers endgame on us and it's five years later
0: yeah i thought that that was a very interesting move as well to where like you see a, a massive time jump yeah. which you've as far as i can recall you've never seen yeah. in a bond movie um, I Which think,
1: makes sense to set up like MI six has moved on. There's a new 007, mm-hmm. uh, Lashana Lynch, I believe. Yeah, is the actress's name. She's she's awesome. She's dope.
0: No, I I really. She has the worst line delivery at the end, not because of her, but because of the writing. Remind Do, me. It's when she right before she kills the the very polite scientist. Oh,
1: dude, no, come on! I fucking love. <laughs> I fucking loved everything that had to do with the, him.
0: No, him, yes. But the line she delivers before she kills him yeah. is... Uh, it's time to die or something? You know what time it is? Oh, it's, come on. It's time to die. Oh, come but on. It's like, amazing. It it's just, amazing. That's not
1: bad writing. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. You know what time it is? Tool time? <laughs> <Yeah. gasps> no. Um, uh, we'll, but we'll talk about the villains because I really want to I, uh, talk about uh, that too. But,
0: I mean, you know, time jump. Why, why are we trying to to structure this at all because we we have to be better no no never um so let's (laughs) let's just since you brought her up let's touch on that a little bit yeah because i do have 007 i do have thoughts and feelings so so what do you think about having
1: just her character as a whole mm -hmm. right the concept of her character uh i like it a lot um because it shows that however However much these movies try to convince us that 007 is James Bond and James Bond is the center of the spy world, mm-hmm. it's cool to see that the world is bigger than him. Yes, and he's gone. He's pieced out for five years. Of course, they're gonna have a new 007. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that she's a, she has a totally different vibe, different style. Uh, she's much more by the book because she is a new 007, mm-hmm. or not even because double because James Bond was a new 007. He was just a renegade, yeah. Right? Um, but she's more by the book. I love how calculating she is and exact she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because yeah. So I love also love how she was introduced because I almost wish that it was not. It was. It would be hard to avoid her in the marketing material, mm-hmm. but whenever. There's a flash forward um, in, in Jamaica, and he's driving down the street. You, she, He drives past her on, on the road. Yeah. And in the rearview mirror, he doesn't look at her, but you can see her. She's out of focus, but she does this. She puts her hand to her ear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, spy. Yeah. That's her.
0: Yeah. No, I I love that that's become like a thing yeah. in these movies. Because she's a,
1: she's a newbie. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I so in, in the world of James Bond, there's always been other double O's. You never really see of them or hear of them, but you understand that there are. So in, in, in Goldeneye you have double O six six. Sean Bean, yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Man has never lived Ned through Stark. an entire movie. Yeah. Or it must anything. be in his contract at this point. Yeah. Um and then you hear grumblings of it in Skyfall? Mm. To where because Mallory yeah. Ray
1: finds his double o six in that one, right?
0: No, um, there's the Q has says that there's a car that's ready for, um, double o
1: nine. No, because in no it's Spectre. Spectre. That's what it that, was. That Ray finds because he he at he he comes he shows up somewhere, and somebody asks like, "Who are you?" Uh, you know, he's MI six double o. He he says he's a double o. No, are you sure? Yeah. 100%. Have I always imagined that he said I'm 006? Probably. No. Cuz that's 100% untrue. It could be. I don't know. No.
0: It's 100% untrue. Bond
1: dies in this movie. There's no rules. <laughs> the rule you see this rule book?
0: It's out the door. <laughs> well, I've thrown it. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Um so it it was nice and then we kind of get um a glimpse the fact that like even Minnie Penny was a field agent mm-hmm. that was sure. working away. So like the I like the fact that in this world that it's not a female bond or it's not a female special like Double O for the sake of just being a female. It's like
1: there's the male Double Os and the female Double Os. Mm-hmm. It's they just have like, separate clubhouses. Yeah, yeah.
0: Look, and I know that it is a way to show because in the previous Bonds, like. um they are known for being misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like in this one, it's in Daniel Craig's universe of his bond. It's very set up. It's set up very differently. Yeah. They really so go I, out of
1: their way to deconstruct it as well. So
0: I like the fact because I don't like whenever you have a movie or just any content that's just like, hey, look, here's a woman. Oh, hey, and look, even here's a minority. Even, hey, yeah, look, here's a this. minority.
1: <laughs> a minority. Oh, boy. Uh, but Daniel people. Craig has, has come out uh, and said that he does not. He really does not wish for their the next James Bond to be like a jane Bond no and I be- and i and I agree in in theory right because it's he Daniel Craig saying that he his reasons for that being he wants awesome original roles for females they don't need to be like mm-hmm. oh validated because they're taking over um like a male character. Right. Yeah. And it can be done. Sure.
0: Well, but, and, and, and yeah. that's why, cause I agree. I agree to that. Like, I don't, I don't want them to make bond a girl yeah. because I think that there's so many other like atomic blonde and mm. even like the new tomb Raiders that are coming out. Like there's so many other facets that you can just make of female spy a fucking badass. Now
1: I would be down. I know they said they wouldn't do like another, like a, like a, James Bond television series mm-hmm. but what if they compromise and do like a double O series
0: yeah I mean I, I could I mean? see like diving in a little bit more into just, just the world of that the world of it and that would be spies gadgets mm-hmm. fast cars yeah I mean lots of sex yeah that'll <laughs> never sell who cares about that stuff <laughs> that
1: stuff never sells yeah that
0: stuff never sells
1: um, but no I really dug her character mm-hmm. and I do like at near the end when she just kind of because they have this kind of friendly rivalry, friend like a frenemy mm-hmm. relationship. Um and Bond is I appreciated the fact that Bond is never like you fucking stole my job. Yeah. Right. Um I and like, she's never like I stole your job. It's, it's, it's always it's, that it's little the, back and it's the forth. Mutual respect like I'm a fucking boss and I earned this. And he's like, yeah, you're a fucking boss and you earned it but it's my old job right kind of thing well
0: I liked in the scene whenever Bond's back at MI6 Mm -hmm. and she's just like oh I bet you thought that they would retire the number and she says something to the effect of does that bother you to basically like be poking him and (laughs) then he gets Bond gets invited into Mallory's office alone alone and he goes that
1: doesn't bother you does it it's so good it's so good and then she gives money penny a look like oh that's that's whenever she says like i can see why you shot him why you shot him he's like everybody's tried at least once yeah it's great it is um well and then she at near the end she she requests that he be given back the 007 status yeah just out of a sign of respect and i think that was also kind of a bond the bond movies at least these have always kind of tiptoed kind of in a, a meta narrative sense yeah because she's doing that to give him respect and to you know let him go out as 007 but it's also you know the script writers being like hey you know what let's give daniel craig this is his last hurrah as yeah. 007 this is our way of he saying, needs to Thank finish you. it as exactly, 007 exactly.
0: yeah um yeah I did love um, going back to that scene with Mallory in The Office. I liked how mm-hmm. he was um, – he's like, did this desk get bigger? Did you get smaller? <gasps>
1: oh, my God, dude. The zingers uh-huh. are so good. So good. It's like – because yeah, because Bond is pissed that, Mal- that M c- had a hand in creating this devastating chemical warfare weapon.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so – Um, In the theme of not doing anything consistently, Hercules. Hercules. Um, So the main bad thing in this, so yeah, every every bond has like a thing like I'm going to melt the polar ice caps, I'm going to take control of the media, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. This one is- Uh, win this card game. (laughs) Yeah. This one is um, nanobots that can be trained to hunt down a specific person through their blood, and it works through contact or anything like that, mm-hmm. so um, they can target and train the nanobots to do it. And once it's in your system, it's in there forever. Right. So that is that is the bad
1: bad thing. Which it it's it's uh I do love it because it's so like evil mustache twirl mm-hmm. kind of thing like ah i've corrupted your blood and you can't touch anybody or you will die
0: yeah um i do wish that it was just more like poison than it was nanobots
1: yeah but it was also set up in specter was the because the smart blood thing right yeah. it's, it's the exact same technology so it's kind of like established in universe as the smart blood was kind of maybe a prototype for oh this, i'm sure you know what i mean so I kind of like the consistency and the continuation of that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I, I liked it a lot. And I, I also really loved... Let's just talk about the fucking villains. Villain section.
0: Okay, because I have, I have some questions. Okay. Okay, so the, 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 the... I'm a
1: font of knowledge. I've had five sips of this Vesper Martini, and I am a... A
0: wealth of knowledge. Okay, so the main bad guy... Is Freddie Mercury. Yeah. What is his
1: plan? I have no fucking clue. I think it's just I understand that he wants to kill Spectre. And that's one of my one of my semi issues with the movie is that like mm-hmm. so Spectre, this all powerful evil organization, this Illuminati level stuff. Yes. Everybody is in one place?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because it's Blofeld's birthday.
1: But but everybody is there, mm-hmm. and then they all just die. Mm-hmm. So again, that could be a meta narrative saying, "Ha fuck you, Specter!" <laughs> like like the movie didn't perform as well as we wanted it to. Um, but yeah, but uh, I get that that Saffin wanted to kill Specter for the deaths of his, of his family. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I didn't really understand why he wanted to see the rest of the world die. Yeah. If there were, I wonder if there were some deleted scenes that kind of fleshed him out a bit more. It's a fucking long movie, yeah, right. So you had to cut some stuff. So I wonder if there was something where he it showed his his maybe his mental state's not great, like he's kind of actually crazy. It's hinted at, but
0: yeah, I don't know. Um, because I think that the plot of this movie is James Bond's relationship is the a plot, yeah, and then. There's just other stuff going on.
1: Yeah, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't play that bad, but it it was interesting because I left the the movie and I was sitting there thinking I was like <laughs> I don't know what his what his big bad plan was. Yeah, like the why. Yeah, you know he never was just like well you know we need to you know get rid of mm-hmm. all of these people xyz like who he's targeting right they did mention that there's a line of dialogue that there's like two undescript or unidentifiable boats coming to the island to purchase Mm -hmm. hercules from him Mm -hmm. so
1: you know so i guess he maybe he was just a middleman and he didn't really care i guess that okay if in that context it maybe makes more sense if he's he's not the actual guy that's going to pull the trigger and kill the world he's just making the making the stuff yeah and he's an evil guy, so he's going to sell it to mm-hmm. some other evil people, and they're the ones that's going to unleash it, right? So yeah. it's more about taking out the supplier versus so, the actual yeah. trigger man.
0: So his character his character is weird on purpose. Like, that's the way that he played him.
1: And if it came out when it was supposed to, that was when Rami Malek was, like, super hot mm-hmm. and in the limelight. Um, now I'm not so sure that he is. Yeah. Because he's yeah. a weird dude. Hmm? Um. And uh, uh, is he, I think he's supposed to be like sixty years old in this movie? We no. kinda talked about the age before, yeah. but I don't his, know. His his age is I couldn't tell if that was aging makeup or if he was just disfigured from He was
0: disfigured from burns and scars and stuff. The
1: poison that didn't kill him or whatever. I guess. And he never wears the mask again, which I found disappointing.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a weird like little like why wear it in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. I kinda wish
1: it was well, they already did the kind of the fan of the opera thing with Skyfall when mm-hmm. he took this, you know, so he had like a disfigured face there, so I guess maybe they couldn't do it here. But um moving on from it to a different bad guy, which I think is the real villain and one of my favorite characters ever in the Bond in the Craig Bond movies. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name, but I remember his face. He was the Russian scientist dude with the mustache and the bald head.
0: Yeah. Well, and he's he's not he's not a villain, he's a henchman basically. He's the exposition henchman. Yeah. Um I thought the the way that his character was played was really funny and it was
1: it was the perfect amount of zaniness mm-hmm. that this movie needed because it's super dark and, and stressful.
0: Yeah. It has its moments. Yeah. Um but I I really did like his character and just um how he he basically brought down Specter. <laughs> yeah. Cuz he he's, he's the a one, bubbling idiot. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that actually was, you know, pulling the trigger on that, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't have anything else to say other than I really
1: liked him. Yeah, he was hilarious. <laughs> he had a lot of funny moments. Uh, then he did turn super racist right before he died, mm-hmm. which I didn't I see think, coming. Well,
0: I think that that's a writing technique to make you be because be okay sh-
1: with him dead yeah being, being brutally because dissolved
0: because he, <laughs> he is written as a likable funny guy yeah in this whole movie so he says very racist things right before he dies to yeah, make it like, be oh, like oh, we're, oh, we're gonna well, use this thing this, yeah, this fuck, to fuck kill him. your
1: race mm-hmm. yeah you know what time it is it's time to die it kicks him in sparta kicks him into the the poison pool mm-hmm.
0: and he dissolves she was real loose and fancy free with those machine guns, shooting mm-hmm. around corners, just doing all sorts just of the, things.
1: No cutting, the, no slicing the pies. Nope, <laughs> it's because you got that smart bullets. <laughs> Don't matter where you point it, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Starting, no,
0: it's like a wanted crossover. She just curves the bullet, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then so let's talk about henchmen. So we, mm-hmm. we've Cyclops, we briefly talked yeah. on cy- Cyclops, um. His character was kind of weird. I feel like there's a deleted scene or something out there because who does he work for? Because he's at Blofeld's party. Spectre.
1: He works for Spectre. Yeah.
0: Why is he now working for Suffet? Well, I think at the he, end, I
1: think there's a there's a brief comment where Bond maybe asks him a question about it. Um, but it, it's something, something, to the, something. Mm-hmm. Something to the effect of. He, he he's very talented, and his old boss is dead. So I hired him. Mm. I think it's something as silly and stupid as that.
0: Just a, a throwaway line to yeah, explain like he's, why he's, he's still there. Just a
1: merc for hire. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked how he died
0: with bonds oh. EMP. And how's how how's the watch? It blew his mind. Yeah, I just showed somebody your watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very good. I uh, I really like because. Every henchman needs to have a thing, right? Dave Batista had the yeah. the the knife the knife thumbs. Yeah, knife thumbs. The knife thumbs and the painted beard, he mm-hmm. was great. Uh but then you also have this guy with who's like a very you know, capable mercenary yeah. soldier fighter guy. Uh but he, he's got the the robot eye. Mhm. Rubits. The robot eye, that is apparently linked to Blofeld. Right, but we never found out how he saw through it.
0: Well, Blofeld had another eye in prison because he Blofeld is missing an eye. Right. So that that is how that works. But mm-hmm. but
1: but no, but uh, but he didn't have one in in the in the socket though. What Blofeld? Yeah.
0: Yeah, because they took it from him because they found was
1: that, it. Was that stated? Yeah. Oh.
0: They said that uh, Mallory says something about how whenever they, when the new 007 goes and turns it over the room, oh, so that, they said okay. that they found
1: that he had a, a rubid eye. A, rub, a rubid eye. Gotcha. Um, gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha,
1: gotcha. Yeah, yeah, villains in this one were great. I think that they treaded the line of being goofy, but also menacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame to me that Safin never reached the heights of the pre- the opening. Because yeah. I, because he was super menacing there. It had to do with the mask and the, this whole situation with the kid, right? But um, I never, there was never enough time spent with him that I uh, that I actually feared him. No, I, I was yeah. more like, "You're a villain and you're just a foil for Bond." Yeah. Well, and he had a weird connection slash obsession with Swan. Yeah, that was that was also kind of dumb. Yeah, I was like, so you saved her as a child, and so you love her. Or you think that she belongs to you or she has to stay yeah, that, with you? That part was never sold I I was never sold on it. Yeah. And I think maybe deleted scenes yeah. that flesh that out, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um well so I think that pretty much covers all the bad guys. Yeah. So let's talk about the good guys. The yeah. good, the good, the bad, and the Felix.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
0: we, we we lose <sighs> we lose a Felix lighter in this.
1: I was so sad. Mhm. I was audibly physically sad when that happened. Mhm. Cuz I, w- I knew it was coming. Mhm. And I knew that fucking dude that smiled all the time, the Book time, of Mormon, <laughs> the Book of Mormon guy was a bad guy. Mhm. Uh at first at first I did not think that. I thought I he was I, I, I thought he was going to be like kind of a funny rookie agent. Yeah, I didn't and clock it kind until of the the mere boat. image of the new 007 yeah it's the new generation right and yeah this guy's just a chucklehead cia agent whatever mm-hmm.
0: just another idiot spoof. he's been in a
1: couple of things uh recently as well
0: yeah i he was in uh he, he is a british actor i'm pretty many sure. many saints of newark yeah um hmm. i i loved felix's line whenever he gets shot and he said i don't think he's on our side i have a gut feeling <laughs> oh, right after he's been shot in the God, gut he's
1: so good and then uh James Bond needs to stop losing people to being drowned. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he he will because he's dead now. Yeah, <laughs> but, problem uh, solved. Problem solved. Uh, that whole scene was great because you, even though you don't don't see them spend a lot of time together in the films, mm-hmm. you always see that they have a very um, professional friendship.
0: Well, and even at the end, whenever Bond kills Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. he said, "Think the Book of Mormon says something about your." Brother, talking about Blofeld and mm. Bond goes. I had a brother. His name was Felix.
1: And then he smashes him with a car. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so good. Yeah, um, <laughs> and but there's callbacks
0: in the the yeah. scene when the boat is sinking that is very reminiscence of whenever he lost Vesper. Vesper
1: like, and also um, t- fucking Mathis mm-hmm. it, it, in the same. I'm a spy and this is how spies die kind of way. Yeah.
0: Like they would understand, they would they would do yeah, the same thing. Like, leave me leave
1: me behind mm-hmm. and he's just buried at sea. Yeah. Right? He lets go and he just dies. Um Bond can hold his breath a long time. Mm-hmm. Especially after screaming underwater, you know? Yeah. That that just adds more air to his lungs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like <laughs> Kevin Costner in Waterworld. <laughs> he has okay. gills. Oh God. Um but yeah, so it was super sad to kind of see Felix go. But it is, it mm-hmm. is the end of this Bond. So like, it I, is kind of that tine. was the first.
1: That was the first sign to me. Like, once Felix died, mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, Madeline's not dead yet. That means Bond might die." Yeah, because they're kind of closing the chapter on on these older again older generation spies. Yeah, they well, also I also thought that M was going to die, but they already did that.
0: So. Yeah, they already did. Um speaking of of M dying, um, we get a scene with Ray Fiennes, um in a hall of like M's. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really weird and I think it's more of it's, it's an homage. A, a polite nod. Yes. Because you have uh Judy Dench. Yeah. And then you also have the guy that played M before her in a completely different Bond Yeah. World,
1: even I recognized him though. I was like, hmm, yeah, that was another M,
0: yeah. So, I think because if you try and <laughs> think that bonds are like this bond and that bond are all connected, yeah, like it really kind of falls apart and breaks your brain,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fascinating. But th- all the other good guys we already talked about, the new 007, Felix, RIP, he had some dope ass lines. Just always mm-hmm. exudes charisma. Um, but let's talk about Cuba for a second. Yes, because the real star of the goddamn motherfucking show Ana which oh. we don't we never get her name. I don't think so. She's just the other agent that he's meeting. Mm-hmm.
0: I love I love I love everything about her, and I had never seen her until Knives Out.
1: Really? Yeah. The first time I saw her was in Blade Runner 2049.
0: And see, I didn't realize that that's who she was mm. until Knives Out. And mm. then I was just like, why Oh why have I never seen her in anything? And then I was yeah. like, oh shit, that's her.
1: Yeah. Um. So she is so delightful in this movie. She does and that. And she's there for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she never comes back, which I... Actually, kind of appreciate. No,
0: I I loved I loved the just how encapsulated her character was. Yeah, and about give me a whole show
1: about her. Mm-hmm. Like she's so she it, says like it's my my first big job. I've mm-hmm. had three she's weeks. She's super of training. She's super nervous, but she's super fucking capable. Yeah, she's so hot, just in the in the in the the low cut dress and, mm-hmm. and and you know the garters and the 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 guns the, the submachine and the, yeah. guns that she's just dancing around doing high yeah. kicks. Um
0: <laughs> I mean like it's fucking perfect. And then like
1: it, I think it was halfway through the fight that um cuz a- after Specter's died that's a really cool scene they all start mm-hmm. dropping dead. Um it's kind of a a, a mirror to Inspector whenever he addresses him in the middle of the crowd like James Bond you're here as well. Yeah. But then they all die. And uh it's halfway through the fight and they meet at the bar, and they each share a shot at tequila. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dope. Uh, and she has a cigar for Felix.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she finds one in the car.
1: Yeah, which but, I thought that was going to play a bigger role. Like, I thought that was maybe, yeah. like, a a, a gadget mm-hmm. that was going to get used somehow.
0: Well, I thought it was going to be, like, a poison cigar, and that's how Felix was going to die. Oh, fuck. So Oh, that
1: would have been so fucked up.
0: Yeah. So, I was just, I was very, I was, Yeah. I was thrown by that for...
1: Yeah, but really it just reinforced, she's just a nice gal. <laughs> no,
0: she really is. You know? Like, it's, it's so funny just to, like, swoon over her her mm-hmm. arc in this movie so and in much. A total, a, and they but,
1: tease in a sort of sexual way at the beginning, but she's just kind of nervous and bumbling, and she's trying to get him undressed, and we, we're like, okay, we see where this is going, but it's a play on that expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no you, just, you need to put the suit on, please. Yeah. <laughs> Also, side note on on that, I appreciate how there is no sexual tension or um, uh, other romantic line except for uh, with Madeline mm-hmm. in this. Well, because
0: I I think in Jamaica, we get whenever 007, the new 007 comes she's pulling,
1: in. She's pulling a 007 on Bond.
0: Yeah, she just goes straight into his bedroom and does all that kind of stuff. I am a thousand percent positive that he's already clocked that she's a double O.
1: I think, I think at that point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That he knows, he knows what is up. What because' you go diving for? Old
1: ships? Yeah. O- old wrecks? Yeah. Old yeah. wrecks. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And then, but like he knows that she disabled his car. Like mm-hmm. he's very aware of who she is and what she's doing. There. Right. Right. But it was interesting to me that she, I guess gave him her phone. Because whenever he calls M from it, he goes 007, and he talks, and then he goes Bond. And yeah. that's when you realize that he's not 007 anymore. Right. So that was a weird, that was an interesting little, like, she knows what's up.
1: Yeah. Um, back to Ana de Adamus Adamus. Um, yeah, she's in it for like 10 minutes, and then actually bounces out. She says, this is my stop. Uh, this is where I get off and she closes the door and we never see her again. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's all I wanted to say is she was delightful.
0: She really was. And, and I, I thought yeah. the, just the way that she performed everything, the action sequences, her chemistry with Craig yeah.
1: again with knives out. Cause they filmed they filmed this, uh, two films before for her at least. Cause she, she did knives out and then she is not released yet, but I think it's in post-production. It's a, Marilyn Monroe biopic. Oh, she's yeah, that's playing right. Marilyn yeah. Monroe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went from playing Knives Out to this, mm-hmm. uh, and I came home after watching the movie and just put on put Knives Out on because I needed more of her in my life. Yeah, and she's so excellent in that too, and she- Craig is hilarious in that too. Mm-hmm. Also, you can definitely tell that Knives Out was the off season for Craig mm-hmm. because he is not in shape. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's so funny because I feel like that's throwing shade at, at Craig because I think Craig in his off season mm-hmm. is still more physically fit than you and I were sure, ever dude. be. For sure, dude.
1: For sure. But it's noticeable. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: because there's there's plenty of behind the scenes uh, photos of Craig on 007 uh, yeah, yeah. set. Doing battle ropes, doing, mm-hmm. and you even saw the same thing with 300 to where everybody was just doing push-ups and just dumbbell curls yeah. in between takes
1: just to keep just to keep the pump, keep the pump, gotta keep it pumped. Um, yeah, any other supporting characters we want to talk about? Because Q is awesome in this as well, and he he's very much like an o, the Overwatch on the mission. And uh, so
0: let me let me ask you this. Yeah, and this me. this this isn't a trick question. This is just an honest question. Mm. Does it matter that Q is gay? No. So it was just, it was interesting to me that it was just that little throwaway line of he's coming, like whenever they barge into his apartment and he's- He clean. has like,
1: yeah, preparing for a date to come over, yeah.
0: Because him him being gay is is of no consequence of one thing to the other. I feel like what it almost was doing was a red herring to trick you- like the viewer uh-huh. because my immediate thought was he's dating Minnie penny because that would
1: have sh- been a hilarious twist.
0: So like whenever it wasn't that I was just like, Oh, that would be so fucking insane. That Same. would be a hilarious twist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause who else do they, you know, it's yeah. like with their work life, mm-hmm. that'd be funny.
0: So, um, I thought it was just a, an,
1: an interesting little call-out. I do love that, that Craig's posse is Moneypenny and Q, mm-hmm. and they're like, God damn it, not again. Okay, fine, we'll help you with the mission. Well, and I mean, on, on that note, so mm-hmm.
0: typically whenever you have a new bond, because it is now time for a new bond to be named, your supporting cast usually stays the same. So, oh. Many Penny is usually the same person, Q's always been the same person, and M, for the most part, has always been the same person. There's really? been three or four M's. Oh. So, but the way that they did Daniel Craig's Bond to where his universe is kind of separate from all the other ones, I don't know if they will keep that same formula, right. but I really hope that they keep Q, because mm-hmm. I loved his performance in all of the Bonds, and yeah. I, like, I like his witty back and forth, because... Especially if you see, uh, like, um, what's his name, Desmond, uh, the original Q. Okay. Like his his back and forth with Bond is so freaking great because he gives basically gives Bond the business. I
1: think that they're going to go with a whole new cast. See, and I I think they kind of have to.
0: I kind of think that they do. Which I mean, I just I love I love everybody that they set up. Yeah. So I would love to see more of them.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll see. But, yeah, I love Q and and Bond's relationship. Uh, just He's he's like the older jock brother to the nerdy younger brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and there's obviously a, a deep respect and uh, love for each other there. Oh, yeah. Especially at the end when, when Bond has been poisoned and he knows he's going to die. He has to go back up to the control room to open the blast doors. Mm-hmm. Open the blast doors. Mm-hmm. Hope I get to just yell that one day in real life. Actually, no, that'd be horrible because then I'm probably gonna die. No, that's that's how you go. That's all I go. Open the blast doors. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but you know, he says, "Please put me over to Madeline," and yeah. he's like, "Oh, oh, of course." And of course. and like you can tell how devastated Q is mm-hmm. that he's losing an agent, not only an agent in the field, not only 007 in the field, but it's Bond. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fucking Bond. Mm-hmm. And Money and Penny's the exact same. Like, they're just an awesome trio. Oh, yeah. I really wish now that we would, we would have had more of them mm-hmm. and that they weren't cast so late in the game. Yeah. But, you know, it's more it of
0: was. like a Scooby-Doo gang. Yeah.
1: I think that actually might, that might be an angle they might go with in the future. Because mm-hmm. ensemble things are a, a bigger selling point now than just a single... Hero. Which
0: that is kind of the difference of this bond versus another bond oh, to really? where bond has always been by himself. Like Q oh. Q will pop in randomly okay. to just be like, Hey, here's this new
1: gadget. Yeah. And then he's out. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So like he would never like bond would never call Q to be like, Hey, look this up for me mm. or research this for mm-hmm. me. He would just do it.
1: Interesting. Okay. So, well, who knows? I, I really want us to fan cast people. Uh, maybe that could be a sidebar or something. Well, you've time. seen
0: that like there's been people speculating on who could be or who should be Bond. Oh yeah. And one of them is uh Henry Cavill. Which Henry Cavill mm, yeah. came out and said that he has no desire to be Bond, but that he would absolutely love to be a Bond villain.
1: Yeah, but he's al- already been a Mission Impossible villain, spoilers. Um, well, he's a henchman. But I think I I think I I know why. I think he has another big nerd project in the works because I think he's really just given in because he's Geralt of Rivier's in The Witcher. Mm-hmm. He was Superman, then got burned by WB.
0: Which there's always back and forth talks of he's coming back. He's not he's, coming. He, back. he he won't.
1: I I highly doubt it. Um, and uh, and I th- I, bl- I think there's a rumor that he's going to be in the Mass Effect television series that's going to be coming out or a movie, hmm. which will be dope as Commander Shepard.
0: Well, and he was also in the Guy Ritchie um, spy movie. Oh, uh, yeah. A Man from U.N.C.L.E., man which from I thought Uncle. was awesome. Yeah. If
1: they ever do a live-action Archer series,
0: oh, he's Archer. He's Archer. 100%. I would actually love to see him play Archer. Yeah. Because that is a departure from how he normally plays
1: a yeah. character. Yeah. But I, He's I, always I, very soft-spoken gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him just kind of unhinged and just a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be perfect. Um, so back to James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, we're Henry Cavill's not a part of that. No. Franchise. Uh, we talked about all the supporting characters, really. Uh, Madeline. Mm-hmm. And the daughter. hmm God, they're so good. And that for the first time in a bond movie i found found myself nervous and actually scared for the characters yeah. because for the first time at least for me there are now stakes yeah uh, cuz in all the other ones bond is on a mission you know he's he's definitely got this you yeah. know and uh, things might get kind of hairy and action-y, but you know he's always going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. All the other characters are so far removed from the mission, right? Yeah. But in this one, she is the mission. Like, she and the daughter are the mission. And it, it might be also paired with this the last. We know this is the last Craig movie. Yeah. Anything goes. But they were like, what do you think about the stakes in this movie? Because it was it was fucking intense for me.
0: Yeah. It, it, As a man with no
1: wife and child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it put so normally in a bond stake is just you know the world is like they're you're trying to save the world or you're trying the world's to, not enough yeah um there, yeah a, yeah <laughs> um but it it put it put the stakes from something that is on a global scale that you can't really see and quantify to you can see the two people that he cares the most about right right in front of him yeah so it it definitely was an added twist um, that I thought they played really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the reveal of whenever he goes to find her and she's alive in, in her childhood
0: home? Yeah, that seems kind of a, a weird choice to live where your mom was murdered in front of you.
1: <laughs> where the you know the villains know where to find yeah. you, I guess? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Narrative symmetry, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought some of the comedy again, the comedy, just like inspector, there's more comedy. And I think in this one and more levity. And I think this is the first film that I've seen Craig actually have range as bond. If that makes sense, like he has more to play with and play off of in more different situations. Cause not that he's been one note before. Well, cause I would, uh, I would agree
0: to that. I'm just starting to think about it because you actually have in Madeline Swan and even with like Vesper, Mm -hmm. you have a character that he can kind of bounce back and forth off. That's not these one liners. Like Mm -hmm. these people are only in for this scene, this scene, this scene. It's actually a character that we, we are as the viewer getting invested in. Right. So
1: I agree. Yeah. Concur. I am the best. Good job. Thank you. Um, there's, what, what do you think about the kid? Because in a lot of movies, that could be like, oh, God, now there's a kid in here.
0: Yeah. I thought it was an interesting um, way to to kind of play it to where you get that false scare of where she was just like, do mosquitoes have friends? And you're just Bro,
1: like. Bro, I was like, fuck the doll. The doll is the thing. I thought, because he found the doll whenever he's going to through the, through the, the lab. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, he picked up the doll. The doll's been infected. That's how he gets poisoned. So mm-hmm. I kind of saw the poison thing coming, but I thought it was the doll. But yeah, it was uh, not. It was, not. It was I, just the dude slapping
0: Whenever, <laughs> whenever the, whenever she goes, do mosquitoes have? And like, there's that misdirection of she has it. Um, yeah. In my mind, I was just like, well, Bond touched her. Bond has the poison. So does Madeline. Oh. So is she Blofeld's kid? Oh, because that was, oh, th- that would God. be like the only poison that oh, they would God. have. That'd be so but I was dark. just like, that doesn't, that doesn't work.
1: Yeah. But she also says, don't worry, she's not yours, mm-hmm. but she is.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he goes, but those blue eyes,
1: but those blue eyes. And again, it's, it's Madeline understands where Bond's coming from, where he has been mm-hmm. and does not want to make him feel obligated. Or putting something else on his plate. It's it's very selfless I'd, and sad thing.
0: I think that it's less of that and more of she has her walls up again. Sure. Oh, I absolutely. And, yeah. and now she's point. protecting not only herself but her daughter from from Bond's from life. Bond
1: from from the life of Bond. Doesn't doesn't work obviously mm-hmm. because there's that amazing reveal where 007 is coming to get Bond and all them. Or no, uh, oh no, no, it was it was a. Uh, they're trying to, 007 is on her way to, tr- and is tracking Safin. No, she's tracking the Book of Mormon. Whatever. Yeah. Tracking, yeah, her, the, and, bad, the bad guys. Yeah, and. And he's like, I thought 007 was coming, was after them, not f- coming for me. And then he realized, oh shit. Mm-hmm. That means we're about to get hunted. About to and go down. That, what do you think about that action scene in the forest? Because there's the there's the car chase. There's yeah. the first phase of the car chase where he easily dispatches them, and it's kind of like the, the the visual language yep. that we've seen in the other Bond movies, where he just yeah, flips that, them and gets away.
0: That Toyota is better than Land Rovers.
1: <laughs> and then, boom, 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 more cars just pour out of the forest, and then yeah, motorcycle. The chopper shows up. it's Fury
0: Road, bro. Um, I mean. It was it was good. It wasn't anything that like blew my mind. Sure, I appreciated it. I liked I like a good uh, battle in a forest of Endor. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes,
0: and I like the little. I feel like that that might be a Star Wars nod to do the the pulley cable from the front of the car to get the I motorcycle. Feel that's just the
1: thing that is is that Star smart Wars
0: that Star Wars invented.
1: Because <laughs> as we know. The wholly original property of Star Wars invented so many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Drift. I mean, Pinewood Studios—it was shot in the same set, mm-hmm. lot, and stuff. So those
0: were pinewood trees that they shot in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> grown specifically on the lot
0: mm-hmm. of their of there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think maybe it was just more intense for me because, again, like I said there were stakes and i was afraid for the kid and for madeline because again you put the fucking idea in my head that madeline's gonna die she's doomed
0: well okay so for me personally whenever she didn't die in that opening scene i was just like this is something completely different now right so i i kind of went back into my mode of well they're not going to kill her and they're not going to kill the kid at least right now so it wasn't it really wasn't that big of a concern to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I did feel like since he left them that they were going to get taken though.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was kind of going to happen. Yeah. As villains do, they always kidnap. Um, Right. So Mm -hmm. we get to the secret base, which I was thinking this in the theater. Goddamn. I do love me a good evil villain lab. Yeah, you know, layer. and, and yeah. I realize we haven't seen that really in the in, in Craigs Bond movies. There has you never get been a like little a, bit in Spectre. Like, this is my evil base.
0: Yeah, you get a little bit in Spectre with the desert deal, which Man. I remember the desert. Uh, Spectre has the largest explosion ever captured on film. Right. Um, I can not remember. Right that before they me. get on the chopper and leave. Yeah. 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 Get to the chopper. But no, I mean, I, I love, I feel like Bond. As a franchise, set up the the evil villain lair mm. that you kind of that's very hearkened to this franchise. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to have to have that in this film, yeah. because this movie seemed much like Spectre was playing to Bond fans as a whole of the franchise. I feel like you got really cool notes of mm-hmm. stuff that um, harken itself back to representing the franchise as a whole rather than just being like this is a brand new bond this is brand Mm -hmm. new things Mm -hmm. you kind of get like here's some new stuff here's some like cool homages to stuff that if you know you'll be a fan of
1: yeah yeah so Uh, also i guess we can talk about because the base itself is very visually striking Mm -hmm. and a lot of things in this film are super well shot oh absolutely Um, and I don't know the name of the... T-
0: turns out that Deacons isn't the only one who knows how to point a light in it. <laughs> no, a I mean,
1: Skyfall is forever and always going to be the best shot Bond film, obviously. Uh, but I really dug the, <laughs> if I can't say simple modern evil air. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah, it's very open concept. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Love very, a good very open concept. S- very sparse. Ar- I'm a big fan of brutalist architecture. Mm-hmm. Partly because of the name. Yeah, and also because just the way it looks. One well, of my favorite so video games of all time is Brutalist Architecture, and it, 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 the whole game takes place inside of a massive like mm-hmm. uh, 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 X Files type building that's just Brutalist architecture and just concrete and sharp corners. And It'd be very and interesting very, very to
0: see what you would build in like The Sims. <laughs> just Brutalist <laughs> architecture. <laughs> it's a concrete wall. That's my house. Yep, yep. Um, I did like the. I always. I love me a good junk juxtaposition So you have this old missile missile silo. Missile silo. Uh, missile silo.
1: Um, I mean, I'm almost done with my drink. You can. No, tell. you're not. We're like both halfway done, bro. <sighs> Everybody out there, whenever drinking a Vesper Martini, drink it fast. Drink it. <laughs> no, no, no. Drink it. Drink it in in sips, and uh try not to go anywhere afterwards. Because. Mm-hmm. My God, this <laughs> is a strong drink. <laughs> it is, um, but
0: I love the the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of this old abandoned miso. God, God, you dang. did it
1: again. God, it's, <sighs> no, forever and always, miso silo, miso silo. hashtag um, I'm gonna put that in the description of <laughs> this episode. <laughs> We're talking about misos, miso
0: silos, miso um, silos. With the gardens, like the yes. the death garden. So you have mm-hmm. like all this life and greenery, which will also apparently kill you yes um and then you're surrounded by a structure that is so unloving un unforgiving Mm. and just dead yeah so like even the things that are alive will fucking kill you yeah um even the the water with the lights that the people are in harvesting some something which
1: is such an awesome visual just all the all the the very harsh unfiltered lights that are just kind of hanging in, mm-hmm. in in all the geometric patterns and they're just people in in uh, hazmat, suits. hazmat suits just waiting yeah like, like normal farmers or gardeners and apparently very they, surreal and very they didn't kibby. know
0: that it was uh body eating poison <laughs> that they were in because as soon as somebody goes in it without a suit and starts to immediately die they all flip the fuck out yeah um, and that's one of the things that you kind of see in movies in general. Mm-hmm. What they're doing makes no sense, mm-hmm. but it visually looks but really looks cool. cool. <laughs> who cares? And that is why it is there. Hundred percent. But I mean, I love so many aspects of of this this scene to where you have Q mapping, like he gives them the device to map out the the deal and they have explosives but they don't have enough to actually blow up the building but bonds like they don't know that so like Uh, yeah there's all this kind of cool spy work
1: yeah i really loved seeing the two of them as a duo Mm -hmm. and they're just going through each room and they're both masters of the game yeah uh yeah it's it's cool seeing two super spies do their thing yeah and that they've kind of overcome this friendly rivalry thing, and they still kind of have it going on. But
0: Well, and yeah. I think that that's very apt of, yeah. of just the profession. And also, like, even... Um, I know you wouldn't know this, but in the military... How dare you. Um, there can be that, that deal of, I don't like you, I don't appreciate what you've done, but I respect you as this operative, like sure. this deal, and I'll trust you to do this thing. Yeah. Um, which... Is almost kind of what it's like maybe. But I think that they have found camaraderie with each other. Which they played it off pretty well in the movie. To where like them actually coming to be kind of buddies is not forced or doesn't feel earned. Well
1: and also Bond this entire time he has his foot out the door anyway. The only reason that he is.
0: Back is because of Spectre.
1: Exactly back because of Spectre. And then after Spectre is dead back because Madeline is in danger. Yes. And Blowfield and and everything that surrounds that he still has mm-hmm. he he has those loose ends to tie up yeah um we didn't really talk about Blowfield very much like mm-hmm. his death scene
0: I was actually kind of surprised that he was in the movie because I I almost figured mm-hmm. just off the response that Specter got that they would probably just kind of push him aside no
1: I I always do respect it when when films just kind kind of commit and be like no mm-hmm. what, we're gonna take what worked yeah. And just continue on. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I thought it was it. it that's another one that kind of caught me off guard his that they death. actually killed him.
1: His death I felt was a bit clunky because I kind of saw it coming right because she he touches Madeline's hands mm-hmm. and and Madeline's like I need to fucking peace out. Um, so sad. Very mm-hmm. well acted. Uh, I but wish. Within the fact that like I was just waiting. I was like, okay, well Bond's gonna lose his temper obviously and grab him, but then. It was kind of uncharacteristic of him. The just the I guess his delivery to lose control. To lose to control that much, and he was like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I was like, "Okay, you're doing this because the script needs you to touch him." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost. It, it would have been better if if we'll go go for it.
0: I was gonna say I'd almost like it if it was the flip flop to yes. where it was the like a shaking of the hand to be like. This will be the last, like, not of, like, we've come to terms and we're friends now, but he's just like, like, hey, this is the last time that you'll ever see a living person. I'm going to make sure that the only thing you see for the rest of your life is this box. Right. And then, you know, shake his hand to be like, fuck you, you're yeah, going to just. more mundane like that. Yeah. yeah. Then it was, I'm going to choke you.
1: Or it's something like he tries, he, Bond turns to leave and blowfield like, reaches out and grabs his hand or something. Yeah. Like to tell him one last insult or something. Mm-hmm. Um but no no he kind of went all batman on him. <laughs> yeah. And I mean to be
0: to to be the architect of Bond's pain to actually tell him that Swan
1: I'm the architect of your pain.
0: Swan didn't betray him that it was all him the entire time was more of a plot device to yeah. for Bond to realize that Swan does love him and that is yeah. she is um you know his ride or die. Yeah. Um seemed like not something that Blofeld do would do because you know, bonds and turmoil over it and his life yeah. is ruined. So continue to let his right life
1: be ruined. Yeah. Um, the direction of this movie I thought was awesome.
0: I thought the pacing was really good too. It especially for a very like- long movie that yeah. flew by. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so the director, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the director for all of true detective season one, mm-hmm.
2: He um, is also which is
1: not one of the fucking great. If you have not seen true detective season, just season one, cause they're all, it's an anthology. So everything is separate. Um, true detective season one is one of the best television mini series of all time. It's that season one. It's, it's so very good. And his direction is part of that.
0: Um, well, and he wasn't even the original director.
1: Right, that's right. Yeah, because it was Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle, but then created differences, as they say.
0: So what I wonder is if Danny Boyle wanted to make just a normal Bond movie and didn't want to kill
1: Bond. I I could see that happening because I know. What do you think? Do you think? (sighs) There's my burp for the episode. Mm -hmm. How much of Bond's death do you think was Craig's idea? A hundred of it. A hundred of it? Yeah
0: that that to me is is daniel craig
1: yeah saying i I'm, i want to finish this character the way i want to mm-hmm. and yeah i guess maybe boiled i don't know I, I don't know i have no idea i'd look into it
0: just because i know that the reason that he left the project was creative differences. Mm-hmm. And that to me is the biggest creative like linchpin to where sure. I could see this movie flip flopping on somebody. Yeah. Because I can see why people don't like this movie and yeah. I can see why people appreciate this movie. Yeah. Because Daniel's Craig, his bond is completely different than any other bond. So you either like what he's been doing this entire time. Yeah. Or you're just not there for it. Sure. Sure. Um. So, I mean, I th- I think I agree. True Detective season one is one of the the craziest mm-hmm. creative things, yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, and it uh, season two makes me so disappointed. I've, I've never
1: seen season two. I saw season three. I haven't watched was, season three it was, yet. It was, it was it was good, but it kind of lost its own mind a little mm-hmm. bit. It went a little too hard in the in the. I'm being poetic yeah um speaking of true detective there is in season one there's an amazing single take yeah and Spectre is a great single take in this one i love me a good old single take fight sequence with with the uh the stairwell in, yeah. the, in the lab whenever he bond is it's in the third act he's fighting his way through the base up to the control room to open the bay doors yeah or the blast doors so the mission the missiles from the british ships <gasps> can fly through the air down into the golf hole and blow everything to smithereens mm-hmm. <clears throat> and possibly cause world war three, but who knows? Yeah. Who um, knows? but he's, I, I love that. Uh, because it's all I love. Yeah. It, it was great. It was, it was very well executed and very intense. Cause at this point, did you, at what point did you think maybe bond's going to die? Did, was there ever a point for that until the end for you or
0: it was, it was really whenever, um, Freddie Mercury shoots him.
1: Yeah, when he's when he's on the way back out.
0: Yeah, when he's on the way to go back and open the pod bay doors. Yeah. Um Star Wars. Um that's kind of like I could start to see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And um it kind of just was making sense. Yeah. And then also like the him doing the the um blood stuff. Galahad. Galahad? Hercules. Are you okay Hercules <laughs> Galahad I've almost finished my best friend <laughs> my brain juices are turning well, into just pure alcohol yeah um <laughs> whenever he gets poisoned by that yeah. like that's when I was just like oh yeah no I don't I don't see this and I honestly I'm really glad that they did kill him in that way mm. because I would hate for him for them to do this deal the whole time they're just like. You can never get rid of it. You can never get rid of it. And then he gets it. And then they're just like, "Well, we'll fix it. We'll find a way." Exactly. And then they, they, they do. Commit, they commit. Yeah,
1: which I appreciate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Staffin's kind of inconsequential. He has some cool moments. He just lets the kid go, which I thought was legitly
0: like for me. His 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 peak is the start.
1: Yeah, well, I and mean, it's okay. It, it, at the end of the day, it it doesn't hurt the film because Mm-mm, it is it, it is just the backdrop to uh, Bond and Madeline's relationship, and Bond hundred percent finding his family, and then now that we're at the end, it's that tragic, tragic, bittersweet uh, thing where he finds the family, his family. Mm-hmm. He has a daughter. He has not only found a new purpose in life and found a reason to live outside of the missions and outside of the spy world. Yeah. But he has uh, brought new life into the world with a woman that loves him Mm -hmm. and that he can trust, right? Um, I'm surprised his boys still work after uh, (laughs) that chair scene in Casino Royale. uh, Well, there's a reason it's not a boy. Let's just say that. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and again, it's, it's, it's something beautiful that he found love and created a life out of the organization that caused him so much pain to begin with mm-hmm. right cuz madeline is a daughter of specter you know yeah um and uh it's bittersweet because he gets poisoned and even if he survives he cannot go back and even be a part of their life yeah so he had it and then he lost it. Mm-hmm. But one of the last things that like he, you you know, everybody loves a good phone, final phone call, you yeah. know? Uh, and I think, what was it? Madeline says at the end, like you are loved or she has your eyes. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah. I know
0: mm-hmm. that. that's, that's their star Wars moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you can see at the end, like he is happy. He is content. He's like, it's okay because I did it. Mm-hmm. I, I I It's okay. Yeah, um, and then you know he gets blown away. Uh, I was, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was kind of teary. Yeah, it, 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 the film did a good job. I was like, you know what? I'm sad. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm crying a little bit.
0: I was, I was more in shock that they actually killed him mm. because it's just it's never been done. It yeah. wasn't even a thought that entered my head. Yeah, that they would do that. Yeah. So
1: even with this bond that gets fucked Mm up more than any other bond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's so interesting whenever (sighs) you like, I could show you a couple bond films from every other bond that has ever played bond. And then knowing what you know about Daniel Craig's bond, you would just be like, how are these the same character? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I really do appreciate what they've done. Do you think
1: that with future bonds, they're going to kind of, not backpedal, but go more towards escapism and less towards realism because whenever this Bond was incarnated, mm-hmm. it was in response to kind of the born franchise. And yeah. The more rough and tumble. Yeah. It was know? more
0: of a response than setting the trend.
1: Let's make this more real world than fantasy. Yeah. Do you think it's going to go back the other direction now? Probably.
0: I would imagine so. I mean, honestly, for me, I'm, I'm, I have a very uh, I have a soft spot for Bond mm-hmm. because I was raised on on Bond. It's something yeah. that I shared with my dad that my dad raised me that I would watch all the Bond movies. Yeah. So like I will I will always enjoy and appreciate Bond. Yeah. Uh, so I'm down for whatever they do. But I I mean, I would like to have them go back to maybe some mission style movies rather than like do the connected universe. Yeah. And stuff. They're more bottled. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can see that. Um, do you want to fan cast The next Bond We don't have to go too deep into it
0: No um, The one that people have said That he said that he won't do it for sure That I think would be really great Is uh, Idris Elba
1: Yeah I he, think He'd be he'd be amazing
0: I think he's just so freaking cool Yeah um,
1: But he's Bloodsport now Yeah he's Bloodsport but That's his life mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say Tom Hiddleston Um have you ever seen The Night Manager? No. It's it's six episodes. That's it. It's one of those short British television series. That's his Bond. Oh yeah. He plays a he's play he plays a a, a spy a secret agent. Mm-hmm. Hugh Laurie is the bad guy.
0: Oh nice. I like Hugh um, Laurie.
1: It is phenomenal. I I think you would really dig it. I'm not I'm not kidding. Go home and watch it tonight or whatever.
0: Um, I think he would be good. I think he suffers from the fact that he's Loki sure so that that would be the only problem that i could see that the reason why they wouldn't cast mm-hmm.
1: him do you uh, think it's going to be more of an unknown
0: maybe because i mean bon, uh, daniel craig was i mean he wasn't really known he was an yeah, established he was, a, he was a character actor at that point. he was established as an actor because he had done layer cake and a road to perdition of, yeah. yeah so like He wasn't just a straight up nobody, but I think that they would probably do that Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. getting somebody who is already established. One that I saw, I can't remember who it was that was theorizing, who's the lead guy from uh, Peaky Blinders that was also- Oh, Cillian Murphy. Yeah.
1: He would be, he's much more of a Bond villain than a Bond. That's kind of what I thought as well. Which you still haven't seen Peaky Blinders, which- I watched one episode and- Makes you less of a human. I I was okay. You're stupid. <laughs> you are stupid. That show is phenomenal. Each episode, each season's like six episodes. Come mm-hmm. on, British television—they know how to do it right. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I'm good. The final season's coming up, mm. and then they're going to do a final movie, which apparently all television shows do now. Yeah, <laughs> they do the community style. Six yeah. seasons in a movie. Yeah. Um, I would say Zac Efron is my choice. I think he can really pull off a British accent. And I think he's the direction this this uh, franchise needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, think, I really do think it's going to be an unknown. Yeah. Or an up and coming.
0: Do you know um, who it should be? Mm. As the one person who can electrify any franchise that he's attached to. Dwayne the Rock
1: Vin Diesel? <laughs>
0: Seeing The Rock play a character like that because he already kind of skirts around that kind of character. I mean, we'll see it in no, Red. Not we'll, that kind of. No, but we'll no. we'll see it in Red Notice. I, <laughs> he's in the same.
1: He's 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 in the Schwarzenegger. Yeah, category. But like,
0: star. what I mean is like, so there's James Bond is the the son of this universe, and and The Rock is like playing these other parts that are kind of around, like circling around. If The Rock around. was a
1: planet, what what planet would The Rock be?
0: We're just diving off a deep end now. I mean, probably Neptune, because Neptune's a, Neptune? Well, Neptune. The rock one. is Neptune, not like Jupiter well, or Saturn? Those are both gases,
1: like they're gas planets, and he's the rock. Well, you know, can you smell the rock is cooking on his, on his gas grill?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Neptune's a rock planet that's actually pretty big, because... Uh, okay, shut the fuck up. Okay, fine. No time to die. No time.
1: These drinks are amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Cheers. Oh, do you want to do a, uh, a we, overall ranking?
1: Well, that's what I was, I was leading up to. If you would just let me fucking finish my sentences.
0: Oh, I found it's, the alcohol.
1: It's <laughs> all just sitting at the bottom. <laughs> um so I feel it. My final thoughts on No Time to Die. I think it's an amazing way to end Craig's run as Bond. It hits all the right notes for me. It it ups the stakes in a way that the other films haven't done. The emotion is there. Um it i appreciate that it doesn't discard any of the movie's past. Yeah. Everything builds towards this finale uh and i was i was saddened by his death but also satisfied actions phenomenal acting is just, you know, they're they're all filing firing they're filing on all on all <laughs> s-
0: <sanders>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um there's the vesper effect.
1: <laughs> yeah. And of course you see Ava Green's face in this at the beginning. Whenever I up. saw
0: her face on the tombstone, I was like, oh, that's a nice paycheck for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. Out of 10, out of, uh, out a, out of double of seven,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I would give it a, you know what? Yeah, I would give it
0: a. a, a, a so think of it this hmm. way so that it doesn't break your brain too hard. Yeah. We're not going to rank You can only rank one movie rated at one thing. So if Casino Royale is a 007... 006. This is a 006?
1: Yeah. So uh, the rankings, I I would put it... uh, Well, what's your score? And then I'll tell you my rankings.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, My (laughs) overall thoughts of No Time to Die are... uh, I think it's a very fitting end for Daniel Craig's Bond. Um, It doesn't really match what other bonds have done but he's also set the standard for his bond so i appreciate much like you said that they made these choices they stuck by them and they just completed the story as is um it was it was very um i mean it was just a very beautiful story basically yeah. for all
1: six of these movies yeah just six. completing completing the arc of yeah a broken but- man who Finally realized that he was loved. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, yeah, I I really enjoy it. I will miss Daniel Craig as Bond for sure. I, I
1: think he is a fantastic actor. Yeah, but I you can definitely tell in this one like, I mean, I, he, he's he, he it's time for him to play other roles. Yeah, and yeah. I mean
0: bonds bonds are hard movies to do, and also these bonds have been dragged out for <laughs> forever. Um, yeah because of one thing or another. Um, so my ranking of it would be if Casino Royale is a 007, yeah. I would probably throw this one at a 005. A 005,
1: right? Really. So
0: and I only say that because I really need to watch it again. Sure. and, and like not watch it through the the rose tinted glasses that I kind of watch these all of these movies the first time I see them mm-hmm. because I would give it a, like a Spectre a 006. And this one a double o five. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I would put this at double o. I would put this at double o six. Mm-hmm. So my my ranking would be uh, Casino Royale. Yes. No Time to Die. Spectre. Skyfall. Quantum.
0: Mm-hmm. And mine's the same except Flip.
1: Yeah, which is which is odd. I would not have thought that at all. Hmm. Um.
0: Well, and 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 there there's something to be said about these movies, especially for like me in general. Like yeah. Um, th- the best Bond movie or the worst Bond movie is still better than most action movies. And then also, there's something to be said about finding something that you just love, that you just enjoy. Yeah. So, like, doing a podcast and tearing them apart isn't always, like, the best, cr- like, criticism to give mm. to those films. But, like, I enjoyed these movies. Even the, the terribly misogynistic, sexist, crazy shit that is in the first, like, handful of them. And just bonds or daniel craig's movies Mm. for their for their best and for their worst like i just i love these movies
1: what do you as a bond aficionado Mm -hmm. and i'll 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 wrap the podcast up with this uh what do you think that craig has added to the bond mythos what do you think is the biggest takeaway that future bonds can take from his time as 007
0: I mean, really, it's just adding the the emotion to it in the soul mm. because mm-hmm. Bond- the depth. Yeah, Bond up until this point with uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Timothy- uh, Chalamet. He should be Dolan. the next Bond. Uh, you heard it here first. Sh- folks. Sean Connery. Um, all of them like, have always just played Bond as I'm a cool guy. Right. And I just you know have sex with women- and I kill people, and it's super fucking cool, and that's it. Yeah. So it's it's really it is nice to see Daniel Craig play Bond that way. It kind of makes Bond his Bond's not the escapism films that the other ones are, to where you can just kind of yeah. like unplug your brain and just enjoy a popcorn movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think that they, especially on the latter half, they they ride that line very well to where it has its emotion, it has its depth, but yet it's still a popcorn movie that's enjoyable.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, you know what else is enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Uh, Vesper Martinis? Mm-hmm. Except when you get to the very bottom, because then it's just pure alcohol. And you know what they say about alcohol? hmm When you're traveling down the road with a jug of vodka, the sun's shining cows in the pastures next to you if you hear the moose and you take a drink at the same time there's some kind of natural concerto that occurs and if the equinox is in motion and the doors of the cosmos has closed the resonance resonates Side. Oh, oh, oh. oh boy.